Hello, hello. Who is it? It's Silly and Sissy. It's Silly and Sissy. I'm here for you in your time of joy. I'm your favorite auntie and we'll have a lot of fun. Mew and me. Yay for Silly and Sissy. Your favorite auntie who reads you stories and has a lot of fun. Yay. Well, today is the second day of Hanukkah. Did you know that? And well, we're going to read about Hanukkah and unicorns. And so first off, we're going to start with a poem from Shel Silverstein. Oh, have you heard? It's for vac- time for vaccinations. I think someone put salt in your tea. They're giving us 11-month vacations and Florida has sunk into the sea. Oh, have you heard? The president has measles. The president has just burned down the school. Your hair is full of ants and purple weasels. April Fools! Inside everyone, warning, inside everybody's nose, there lives a sharp-toothed snail. So if you stick your finger in, he might bite off your nail. Stick it further up inside, and he may bite your ring off. Stick it all the way, and he may bite the whole darn thing off. Oh, my. The Unicorn. A long time ago when the earth was green and there was more kinds of animals than you've ever seen and they run, and they run the free while the world was being born and the loveliest of all was the unicorn. There was green alligators and long goose geese, long neck geese. There was humpty bumpty camels and chimpanzees. There was cats and rats and elephants. But sure as you've seen, the loveliest of all was the unicorn. But the Lord seen some sinning, and it caused him pain. He says, stand back, I'm going to make it rain. He says, hey, Brother Noah, I'll tell you what you do. Go and build me a floating zoo. And you take two alligators and a couple of geese, two Humpty Bumpty Campbells and two chimpanzees. Take two cats and rats and elephants, and be, but as sure as you're born, Noah, don't you forget my unicorn. No, Noah was there. Gatsby agreed. Do not forget the unicorn. No, Noah was there, and he answered the calling, and he finished up the ark just as the rain started falling. He marched the animals two by two, and he called as they went on through. Hey, Lord, I got your two alligators and your couple of geese, your Humpty Bumpty camels and your two chimpanzees. Got your cats and rats and elephants, but, Lord, I'm so forlorn because I just don't see no unicorn. Old Noah looked out through the driving rain, but the unicorns were hiding, playing silly games. They were kicking and splashing in the misty morn. Oh, then silly unicorn. Then the goat started goading, and the the goat and the snake started snaking. The elephant started elephanting, and the boat started shaking. And everyone's aboard but the unicorn. I mean the green alligators and the long necked geese, the Humpty Bumpty camels and the chimpanzees. Noah cried, close the door, cause the rain is pouring, and we just can't wait for them, unicorn. Then the ark started mowing, and it drifted with the tide, and the unicorns looked up from the rock and cried, and the water came up and sort of floated them away. That's why you've never seen a unicorn to this day. Well, I disagree. I think those unicorns are magic, and they flew away. You see a lot of alligators and a whole mess of geese. You see Humpty Bumpty camels and lots of chimpanzees. You'll never see cats. You'll see cats, rats, and elephants. But sure as you're born, you'll never go- gonna see no unicorn.
Oh my. But I disagree. And tomorrow we'll read about the house. All right. Uh, let's see. Before we get into reading the boxcard children, let's read about Hanukkah, shall we? The story of Hanukkah. Long ago, a wicked king, Antilius, ruled the land of Israel. He ordered the Jews to forget about the Torah and worship his idols, but Hannah, a brave Jewish woman, and her seven sons refused to bow to the king's idols. Many Jews studied Torah and did mitzvahs secretly. A small army of Jewish fighters led by Mattathias and his son battled the king's mighty army and their giant elephants. The strongest of the sons was Judah. He and his brothers were called the Maccabees. Although greatly outnumbered, the Maccabees defeated the army of Antictus. They marched to Jerusalem to reclaim the holy temple and get rid of all the king's idols. And the high priest found only enough pure oil to light the menorah for one day. But a miracle, the oil burned for eight days and nights. That is why we celebrate Hanukkah today. We also kindle lights in our own menorahs, eat lockies, fried in oil, remembering the oil of the temple, and play with a four-sided top called the dreidel. The letters stand for the words, A Great Miracle Happened There. Wow. Wow. Hannah and her sons refused to bow down to the king's idol. The children gathered secretly in caves to learn Torah. They also lit the Shabbat candles in secret. Mephathes, the high priest, Judah's son of Mephathias. Judah and the Maccabees. Antithius had large elephants, but that didn't scare the Jews. No sirree, Bob. King Athesis is driven away. Yay! Hooray! The Maccabees win. Yay! Hooray! Next year in Jerusalem. At last, pure oil was found to light the menorah. Yay! The oil burned for eight days. Today we celebrate Hanukkah by lighting our menorahs at home, right to left. I'm the Shamash. I help to light the eight candles. That's the middle candle. There are different kinds of menorahs. There's many different kinds. My dreidel. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, the dreidel I shall play. Oh, dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, now dreidel I shall play. It has a lovely body with a leg so short and thin. And when it is all tired, it drops and then I win. Yay! Uh-uh. And Gatsby agrees. Yay for winning! It's dreidel time. Here are the letters of the dreidel. Nun, Gimel, Hay, and Shin. Spin, dreidel, spin. I like to eat latkes. Sugar jelly donuts are my favorite treat. Chocolate Hanukkah gout sure tastes sweet. Happy Hanukkah, everybody! Have a great few more days, and Gatsby agrees. Hanukkah rocks my world, little country girl. Well, we are happy Hanukkah! Hug Shemayak! Hug Shemayak! Happy Hanukkah! So, 
And now on to the boxcar children. Jesse and their and the kids were having dinner. Now chapter ten, they were getting ready for grandfather's visit. We must be ready by ten o'clock, said Jesse. The next morning, this is your gift on Hanukkah to read the boxcar children. Grandfather told Captain Daniel to meet him with the boat at ten o'clock, and he's always on time. We must search. Gatsby's a little Hanukkah crazy today. He had too much sugar. So he is loving doving. Grandfather told Captain Daniel to meet him with the boat at 10 o'clock, and he is always on time. We must certainly show him the museum, said Henry. I know he'll be interested in the Indian things, but I'm not so sure about the birds and flowers. I think he'll like our museum, said Violet. It has his name on the door. She looked up and read the sign again, the James H. Alva Museum. Everything is ready, said Jessie. She took one last look. Let's go down to the dock to wait for Grandfather. Mr. Alvin was delighted to see his grandchildren all waving from the dock. Grandpa! Grandfather! Five children, he said to Captain Daniel. Best thing I ever saw. Fine children, he said to Captain Daniel. Best thing I ever saw, agreed Captain Daniel. He tried the boat and watched the old man and his happy grandchildren as they went out of sight into the barn. I went to see everything you have. See what? See what's this I see? A museum? Grandfather was on his feet in a minute. Are you going to let me see it? He asked excitedly with his foot on the stairs. Of course, said Jesse. If you don't mind the heat, it's awfully hot up there. No, I don't mind, Mr. Alden said at the top of the stairs. He saw what the museum was like with one look. Which one of you thought of this? Tell me about it. They told him all about the museum. They showed him the flowers, the seaweed, the boxes, the shells, and butterflies, and the paper birds and real branches. Mr. Alden looked for a long time at the bluebirds sitting near its nest. There are four blue eggs cut from paper in the, chest, in the nest. The birds left the nest, so we took it. Good, and what did you find, Benny? Well, I found a big bone in the shell pile. We ought to tell you about that bone, Grandfather, said Henry, laughing. Let's go downstairs, and you can sit in the company chair. You see, we found the skeleton of a whole Indian, and Benny found his leg bone. Joe says it's very important not to tell anyone but you. Where is this skeleton? asked Mr. Alden. Well, it's near a very big pile of shells on the end of the island. Yes, I remember seeing that pile of shells. When I was a boy, said Mr. Alden. Phil told us not to pick up the Indian bones, said Benny. He said you could get a man to do it right after we go home. That Joe seems to know a lot, said Mr. Alden. I'll see him before I go. Look in this box, Grandfather, said Benny. That's an arrowhead, and that's an axe head, and that's a cooking bowl. All Indian, and that's a tool made out of bone. Watch found the axe head and the tool. Well, well, cried Mr. Alden. Who told you? Did anyone tell you to make a museum to put those things in? No, said Henry. Don't you like it? Yes, said Henry. I like it very much indeed. It just seems strange because it's the very thing I used to do myself. I used to go out in the woods all alone and sit for hours listening to birds. Yes, said Henry, smiling. We do this very same thing. We must be just like you. And Violet thought, brought her violin for him to see. 
To their surprise, Mr. Alden put it under his chin and began to play. He played very well. You didn't know I played, did you, said Mr. Alden to the surprised children. That's a fine little violin, Violet. You're a wonderful grandfather, always doing something new. We didn't know you could play. Grandpa paid his violin. Was telling Jesse about the violin. I think Joe went to the mainland this morning, said Violet. Where is Joe? Well, I think Joe went to the mainland, agreed Henry. That's funny, because he certainly knew you were coming today. It makes me cross, shouted Benny. I want you to see Joe. He's my best friend in all the world. Then I'm cross, too, said Mr. Alden. What time do you have dinner around here? Almost right away. Are you hungry? I'm hungry as a bear, answered Mr. Alden. At once, Joey Jesse put some water in the big kettle. You children set the table and get the milk out so that Grandfather won't have to wait a minute after the dinner is ready. Oh, you needn't hurry as much as that, said Mr. Alden. I can wait half an hour, maybe. Before that time, the little vegetables were done. Joey put, Jesse put them in a big dish and poured melted butter all over them. There's plenty of bread and butter to go along with the vegetables, and because they had company, Jesse put two eggs and some sugar into the milk. This is delicious drink. I shall come again. Please do, said Violet, but you're not going to home for a long time yet, I hope. I think I am, and I should like to take you all with me just on a little trip for an hour or so, he added quickly. All right, said Jesse. I thought for a minute that you wanted us to leave the island for good. Oh, no, you like it, don't you? No, it wouldn't take very long. I wanted to show you something. It did not take long for Captain Daniel to get the family to the mainland. Then they got into Mr. Allen's waiting car and were taken to the big building they had never seen before. It's a museum, cried Henry. Look, Jesse, look. My goodness, cried Jesse. Is that name for you, Grandfather? I suppose it is. It's been here for a very long time. You gave the money to build it? They surprised it. The surprised children followed their grandfather inside, where a young girl came and showed them everything he wanted them to see. At last they came to a small room, and the girl told them to go in. Jesse was the first to see a sign which read the first collection made by James Henry Alden when he was a boy of 15. What do you know? Our birds are just like yours. Mr. Alden's birds were painted ones too, and they were sitting in real trees. The birds left these nests, so I took them. Henry laughed and said, You didn't want to kill any birds either, did you? Mr. Alden, no. The real birds out in the museum were found dead and brought to us. Not a bird in the museum was killed for me, and now I'll let you get back to your island and wash your dishes. When they got to the boat, he gave them each a box. It was not until later that he remembered that he had not seen Joe, the handyman. Chapter 11, Apple Pie. All right, we'll read one more chapter. What do you say? Yes, let's read one more chapter. And then we'll call it a night, a day. The next morning was very cold. Benny did not want to get up at all. No, he said, it is so cold that I'm not going to get out of bed. I have an idea. It's too cold out to go outside today. Let's all stay inside and paint our birds. Fine, fine, said Jesse. 
I'll light the stove and we'll shut the barn door. It'll soon be warm. In spite of what he had said earlier about staying in bed, Benny opened the swinging door of his room and came out wearing his red sweater. He was carrying the little toy boat which was in the package and Grandfather had given him. I like my new boat, said Benny proudly. Let's make it, Henry. Put in all that pile of water, Benny, said Henry. You play with your boat while we get ready to work. The girls helped Henry put the boat in the the, the table in the corner under the window. Then Jesse brought the bird books and some heavy paper. I'm going to use my new pen, said Violet. Grandfather knew I needed a new one. He knew I wanted a set of things like this to fix cuts. It will be handy to have when we go on picnics or exploring. Grandfather had given Jesse a set of six cooking spoons. Are you going to use your new spoons today, Jesse? I might. I have a good idea for dinner this noon. I think you'll like it, but I won't tell anybody. I won't tell I won't tell you what it is until we have finished painting the birds. Let's get to work then. I'll cut out paper birds and you girls color them. Cut out the picture of every bird we have seen. The bird books tell us everything we need to know. I the children worked all morning and suddenly Benny said, Henry, I think Joe ought to have stayed here to see grandfather. I think so too, said Henry. Seems very strange said Violet, for him to go off without telling us. We'll ask him when he comes back, said Jesse, and now I'll tell you my surprise for dinner. I'm going to make an apple pie. But you never made a pie, said Henry, looking up. No, but I'm going to now. She took a pan of very small green apples out of the cupboard. Where did you get them, asked Benny. Well, near the yellow house. There are two apple trees there. I'll get them ready, said Violet. Good, said Henry. Won't you smooth off one of those boards for a pie board? Jessie washed the new board. Then she picked up a big green bottle. This is my rolling pin. I'm going to try to make some good pie crust. So over and over she rolled the crust. She put some butter on it and rolled it out again. But when Jessie put the bottom crust in the pan, the crust was not big enough. Put a patch in it, said Benny. Benny. Jessie took a little more crust, smoothed it over the edge of the pan with her fingers. This is going to be a very deep pie, and there will be lots of apples in it. Benny watched Jessie roll out the top crust. Make it big enough this time, Jessie. There are lots of apples. Yes, Gatsby agrees. There's lots of apples. Jessie rolled the top crust a little thinner. It was right. It was just right. When the pie was in the oven, she began to boil some sugar and water in the saucepan. What's that for? asked Henry. He began to take the thing, the things off the table. Just wait. I think it's going to be the best thing about this pie. You'll see there isn't any sugar in the pie yet. There is no juice to boil over. Why don't you get out the bread and milk and set the table? Then everything else will be ready when the pie is done. When the crust was nice and brown, Jessie took the pie out of the oven. She lifted up the top crust with a knife and carefully poured the hot juice over the apples. Then she lit, let down the crust again. Just as Jessie was about to cut the pie into four pieces, there was a knock at the barn door. Who in the world can that be? cried Je Henry. 
He was so surprised he almost dropped his cup. When Henry opened the door, he was even more surprised. I'm sorry, said the stranger, but I went to the fisherman's hut and nobody was at home. Won't you come in? Thank you. It's a cold day, said the man with a smile. Oh, I see you're about to have dinner. I'll just stay long enough to ask you something. Won't you sit down? Oh, thank you. My name is Brownie, he said as he sat down in the company chair. A young man who went exploring for me last year has been lost. I heard that he was dead. Then later I heard that he was living in the Alden Island. This is the Alden Island, isn't it? Yes, said Henry, but there's nobody here on the island but Captain Daniel and his friend Joe. Who is this Captain Daniel? asked Mr. Bowning. Oh, Captain Daniel is old, said Henry. And I'm sure he never went exploring. He's been my with my grandfather years. How about his friend Joe? He's nice. He's my best friend in all the world, he said Betty proudly. All but Jesse and maybe watching Captain Daniel and, of course, Violet and Henry and my grandfather. You have a lot of best friends, said the man laughing. Tell me, what color are Joe's eyes and hair? He has brown hair and brown eyes, said Benny, and he has a violin. I don't think he's the one I know then. I never heard that he played the violin. Just the same, I should like to see your Joe. Won't you wait for him? He's sure to come back soon. Why don't you stay to dinner and help us eat our first apple pie? The man looked at the big pie and said, If you are sure there will be enough, I think I will. So the pie was cut into five pieces. Violet quickly got an extra cup of milk and set another place, and the stranger sat down to a, a strange dinner. When I look at that pie, said Mr. Browning, my mouth fills up with water, and certainly everyone was watching, just as she took out the big juicy pieces. Milk seems to go with apple pie, said Henry. I never knew pie could be so delicious, said Mr. Browning, when dinner is over, but now if I may, I think I will see if I can find Joe. We think that Joe is more than a handyman, said Henry. Joe knows everything in the world. He knows all about the flowers and the birds and the clamshells and India. Indian things, said Mr. Browning. It must be the very one. He was the head of the museum before he went away. I must see him. But Mr. Browning did not see Joe. Captain Daniel came back to the island without him. He said that Joe had gone away for a day or two. Is he coming back, asked Benny, already getting ready to howl. Oh, yes, said Captain Daniel. He'll be back all right. When Mr. Browning left, he told Jesse that he was glad he came, for now he had met a girl who could make a wonderful apple pie with an old green bottle for a rolling pin. Chapter 12, The Picnic. To be continued on. Well, thanks for listening. I'm your favorite auntie. And another story, another day. And happy Hanukkah. We shall read another story on day. On day three of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah.